Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. By Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley because it is time for So You Think You Are an Adult. You're very welcome here in studio. Hello, we're here. <laughs> is it okay to meet with your ex or talk with your ex at all, Declan? In your experience. <laughs> well, I probably have more exes than yeah. most, but um, I knew you expected me to say that, yeah. but I don't. Um, look, <laughs> the <laughs> reality of it is, is that every single relationship you have that ends, ends for a reason. If that reason is just that you diverge maturely into different directions, then it's quite possible you can maintain that connection going on to the future. And therefore, that connection becomes a connection that just has to fit into the rest of your life in some way. And you have to make that work. Because we all have friends who don't get along with each other. We all have reasons why Marjorie and Beryl don't like being at the tea party at the same time. Or there's a little frisson between her and him because they don't have the same politics. As a person, we have to negotiate all those kind of things all the time. And exes just fall into that same thing. If there's anything more than that, then there's something going on with your exes. And that's just, that's just not mature. Because isn't it okay to love somebody but not be in love with them I mean do we have to cut them off completely just because they're not oh now that's kind of you see that's where it all gets a bit murky and I loved philosophical Declan's kind of take there on the wider the bigger picture and the friends and the Marjorie and Beryl analogy <laughs> and all the rest yeah. of it yeah, yeah. that's all but. great but I do think when it comes to exes and somebody that you've been intimate with it's kind of different just from two of your mates not getting on because they don't particularly like each other and I think that that's the elephant always in the room so when you say can you love somebody but not be in love with them? Well, yeah, of course you can. But if you've been in love with somebody, um, it's it's kind of messy. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I get what one of your callers said about, you know, breakups. A lot of them can be quite amicable. But I think for your new partner, there's always that kind of like, well, you were intimate with him or her and like that that kind of slight discomfort mm. is kind of always there and is generally not talked about. Um but it does make those kind of if if you're bringing your ex into your friend group, if you like, you know what I mean, with you and your partner and your mates, and then this one there is your ex. There's always that little bit of that that history, and that it gets it's a little messy. You I know love what I mean? that it's Owen Wilson messy. character in Meet the Parents. You know, and he's like, man, she was a tomcat. And he starts like looking off into the distance. It's great. <laughs> Horrible grim thing to do to somebody. But you know, we all have a history. <laughs> now, let us move on to relationships that are ongoing, but experiencing difficulties. And let's see if we can sort it out for them. Up first, my boyfriend hates holding hands. I have been with my boyfriend for two years now. We moved in together about three months ago. He is kind, generous, and we are a stable couple. Although he is affectionate, he doesn't like holding hands in public. We used to hold hands a little at the beginning of the relationship, but now he doesn't like it at all. And he even mocks people who did it when he sees them in films or walking down the street. He says it shows the insecurity of people that they feel they need to hang on to each other like an owner with a dog. This characterization drives me mad and I wish he would be more publicly affectionate towards me. My friend think it's strange that we never hold hands. Please help. <laughs> Declan, why won't he just hold her hand? Maybe she needs to moisturise her hands. <laughs> Could it really come down <laughs> no, to that? I'm the, I'm Scaly snake I mean horrible. Uh, Sweaty hands. I mean, she just got no, I, I, I mean, I just made that joke because, you know, you know just, check, just check. Check we're still listening. Coffees. I've had three coffees today. <laughs> um, look, um, holding hands is it's a complex one. And, and I, as a gay person, I have uh, kind of a complex attitude about this because 
I'm married. I'm in a relationship for many years with somebody who I don't often feel comfortable holding hands with when I'm when I'm in public spaces. That's a lot to do with the, my own personal journey through life and, and where things have come for me as a gay person. Um, so when people talk about public displays of affections and being uncomfortable with them and, and mocking them, I say that's fine. But if you don't have the actually, op, op, you know, if you don't have the opportunity to avail of being publicly affectionate, then, you know, you're you're not really aware of your own privileges. Having said that, I'm still also the kind of person who's a bit awkward. But maybe the two things are connected. I'm not mad about public displays, displays of affection. I don't really, like if I see other people doing them, I kind of go, okay, you know, get a room kind of thing. You know, if it gets to a point where it's getting like that, if it's getting a bit frisky. Um, having said that, though, I think if somebody's never publicly affectionate with you, that is a signifier of how they want to present your relationship. And I think the writer of this letter, I don't know if it's a, a man, I think it's a woman. Um, it What she's actually saying isn't about the holding the hands. She's saying, I want you to show other people how you feel about me. It's not about, I, I need you to hold my hands. It's like, I want you to show, it's like wearing a wedding ring. It's not about, you know, please wear jewellery because you like silver rings. It's like you're wearing that because you're making a statement to everybody else. So I think this person needs to talk to their partner about what holding hands signifies for them because I think they're having a a mismatch about what they're actually saying. He's saying, cringy public displays of affection and she's saying, I need you to show me some form of public affection because that means something to me and it's a statement. Yeah, I always have an inner cheers if I see a gay couple holding hands yeah, that we've too. come this far. Because because it, well they they've come far because often they're younger people who've just had a different start, so they're coming from a different position. Older gay people just have a lot a lot a lot more something more to overcome. It's a bit more like you know because I do it. I hold my hand, hold my husband's hand, and then I kind of I have this instinct sometimes to just pull my hand away because there's a there's a group and you just don't want that form of attention. And that's that's it's not that it's heartbreaking, but it's just it is. It's a bit crappy and it's where we are or where we were and a lot of it is my own thing that I have to get over but we there is a lot more to do about that whole scenario but I think that's why this this letter writer's issue isn't as kind of it isn't just about one form of couple having that kind of a thing mm. do you know what I mean well, Declan's, Declan's very comprehensive answer there is going to make me come across as being really shallow because I didn't, of course, see it at all from that perspective. And obviously, if this is a man who's written in about a boyfriend, then there's a it's a whole different, as Declan said, there's oh, all the cultural stuff. I, I presume it's a straight couple. I presume actually. it's a straight couple yeah, as well. I didn't think, but I mean, if it was a gay couple, then as you, you've, you've illustrated all the, the kind of history and the cultural stuff and the baggage that goes with that. But I did, but if it, assuming that it is a straight couple, I mean, my thing was that I don't really see it... In, Holding hands is one thing. Public displays of affection, you know, is a lot of other things. So she's just mentioned holding hands. She's not said he never puts his arm around me or he never gives me a kiss when we're out or whatever. She's just said she has a problem with the holding hands. And I mean, my reaction is like, it is a bit odd because holding hands to me as as a straight woman is just with like... The f- privileges of with the, the privileges of a straight couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she hates when I do that one. Just exhausting. It's tiring, it's but exhausting. it is June, which yeah, is no, right no, yeah, sorry, Wait, yeah. the flag, Barbara. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's neither here nor there. And to me, when I read this, I was like, you know what, if everything else is all right, and she says it is, the boyfriend, they, they've moved in together, he's generous, she's happy enough with the relationship. 
Okay, so he doesn't like holding hands. It's a bit weird. And it's very weird, I think, that he has a kind of an allergic reaction to other people holding hands, even in the movies. And, he said, and it, he's slagging like, them off. Like an owner with a dog. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that analogy. That's yeah. a bit much, isn't that's it? That's a bit like I was like, what? What is he on about? But having said that, to me, I'm a great believer in like only get in to make a big thing out of things that are worth making a big thing about. And if this is the only thing in your relationship that's a bit wonky, like to me, it's it's not a signaler of something else. I don't think it's I don't see it as a red flag of other things unless, as you said, he doesn't display his affection ever publicly. Then I would be a bit like about that. But if it literally is just hand holding, listening to you talking about you and your husband, um, myself and my 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 husband with all our privileges and all the rest, <laughs> of it, um, like would have always held hands. But as we've gotten older, he's shrunk. So I'm now taller than he is. And now I don't like holding hands anymore because I just I feel it's it's weird, which, again, is just our cultural kind of nonsense. Thing, though, yeah, exactly. It's actually a struggle in your head about it's, what does this yeah. look like to other people? Exactly. And what are the, what are their opinions of our relationship? And if you don't hold hands, you don't have to deal with the thought. Yeah. And a lot of that thought is our own rubbish. It's our own. Exactly. You know, Decades of, of building of cultural, up these ideas yeah. of the of the cultural view of everybody looking at you. Exactly. How, but at the same time, I do wonder whether or not, like, there are couples who are a lot more affectionate. You know that you you see them; they're taking up the whole pavement with their her hand in the back of his jean pocket, yeah. and that, you know, get out of the way. You know, it's not. You know, I don't see this as a big deal if it's a straight couple, and if that's the only thing that he won't do. You know what I mean? If it's not that he's just <laughs> generally cold to her when he, she's out and about with him, but I think if that's you know if he's just got this slight tick, I wouldn't worry about it if that's all it is. But she says her friends, and this is the thing that I think that she needs to 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 look at. She says her friends are commenting on. They think that. it's weird. They think it's weird, or or. Do they think it's weird because she has said it to they them and then they're it. feeding her back with her yeah. same kind of insecurities? Because friends do that sometimes, n- not necessarily consciously. So I think she just needs to talk to him and say, what does it mean to you if we were to hold hands down the street? Because it does not mean that you are my dog and I am your own or it does not mean anything other than this is what I think it means. And she needs to tell him that it's actually not legal to walk down the street with your dog not being on a leash. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so she, uh, you know, it's, it's not a different setup. But wouldn't you hate thing? to slip your hand into your partner's and for them to shrug you off and go, oh, oh no. God, I mean, well, I've done that. That's the thing. That, that's what I brought up. And that's why I was saying that because I was kind of feeling this person's, this the, the, the writer's anxieties about what it feels like because you're kind of going, she's getting a, reje- a rejection, but the rejection mightn't be an intentional rejection because the, the guy she's with is has his own worldview that she's not really understanding yet or he doesn't understand is a bit odd and they need to like kind of try to make that connection otherwise she'll always feel and like she she's did say rejected. that in the beginning they did hold hands that this yes, is it's that, they, well that now they seem to have moved on he's moved in he was just showing off when well, you do all kinds of stuff, stuff at the start do. don't you yeah you put up with stuff that you don't really like <laughs> I'll go back to me moisturiser there just <laughs> yes. put a few lash on the old a trick so alright well who knew there was so much to hand out exactly yeah. <laughs> um, my sister's partner has put her off having kids as our next one I am married I have four young kids my younger sister always said she wanted to have kids too and she's a wonderful aunt to mine however she's been in a relationship for almost two years with a man who seems to be heavily influenced her new outlook which is that she apparently doesn't want to have children at all now they are both very passionate about the environment and they say that having kids is the single biggest contribution you can make to increasing the carbon footprint of your family she has even started asking me why i decided to have so many kids myself 
I have tried arguing with her about her previous enthusiasm for a family and I can see she wants one, but her identity seems to have become so embroiled in this climate thing that she can't see the wood for the trees. I'm really worried for her because if she leaves it too late, she might regret it. This is an interesting one, Barbara, because I think we've all watched a friend or someone we love become the person they're going out with and sometimes that can be a good thing and sometimes not so where do you stand on this well I mean you know the last the last line of her letter is that she worries that if if her sister leaves it too long she might regret it and yeah I mean that's she might regret it but the sister the one who's now the the environmentalist is a grown woman and her decisions are her decisions um and even if this the one who wrote in the letter is right at the end of the day and if the other sister does regret it that's not something that she can control, you know. Um, and I mean, obviously, she's seen a change, which probably is due to the influence of the partner. But that doesn't mean that she hasn't got her own brain engaged. And, you know, when she looked at the evidence, decides this is the right thing to do for me. Um, so, you know, unless the, 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 the sister who wrote in the letter has some kind of evidence of like serious coercion or, or controlling behaviour on the part of the, the, the partner, um, she's just going to have to accept that this is now her sister's worldview. This is what she believes in. And uh, she's got to back off and just accept that. I mean, my only issue, if, if it was me, would be her asking her why she decided to have so many kids herself. Like, that'd be like, back off, you're stepping over the mark here. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, we're all for, you know, kind of minding the planet and all the rest of it. But... You know, that's a step too far, you know, kind of quizzing me about that if it's done in a kind of an aggressive way. Uh, but otherwise, you know, we all have our own agency and our own free will. And I think that this is what the sister is demonstrating here. And OK, it may be a mistake. And one of the hardest things in life is to watch friends or more importantly, your kids when they get become adults doing things that you go, oh, this, you know, I'm not sure that this is the right thing to do. But you've got to stand back unless you're asked for your opinion, unless your child or your friend or your sister in this case says, do you think I'm wrong? Then by all means, give your opinion. But otherwise, back off, lady. And uh, your sister has to make her own mistakes and make her own decisions. And people have a right to change their mind, don't they? Well, unfortunately, when it comes to the biological, you know, journey tick, for tick, women. Tick, yeah, tick, I mean, tick. You, you don't often have the time to change your mind. But I agree with most of what you and nearly everything you said there, Barbara, actually. Nearly. because Yeah. yeah. And, and I, like, I, I actually don't remember the bit I, I kind of went Ooh. but everything okay. else I, I, it was I, I probably something to, to do with my privilege I probably forgot to qualify it no, no, you don't mention your privilege enough for me, actually. Um, look, the, the reality of it is, is that it doesn't matter to me what the worldview is of this couple. Like the couple are, you know, environmentalists, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, that doesn't matter to me because they're a couple. They're presumably in love with each other and their choice as a couple uh, as to what happens to them in terms of having a family is something that happens within the confines of their relationship. It could be that they can't have children and it could be that they've decided for saving the planet purposes not to have children that's the decision they're making I wonder whether or not they're well why did you decide to have four children is it kind of a is it kind of a slapping it back in her face into the sister who's kind of sticking her nose her, in yeah. to somebody about their polluting yeah. the planet yeah, with her four going, kids you know, and that's a kind of maybe that's just an answer maybe that is a classic displacement look over here because she doesn't want to talk about th their, their ability to have children and all that either way back off because it's not really your business um as Barbara said, if the relationship 
is working and there's no kind of coercion and all that kind of stuff they sound like they're having fun and they're nice people and they, they, they're thinking about stuff they're making decisions about the planet they obviously grow their own food they which, don't which eat is meat. a lot more thoughtful yeah. than mindlessly just barreling along <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble now and having four children <laughs> you're going to say banging out the kids <laughs> weren't you you were I kind of did Andy <laughs> says as someone who has decided not to have kids I find it really strange how much it disturbs other people yeah. mine is not an environmental decision but I feel the pressure from everyone to have kids as well people who have kids can't fathom not having any which is strange because they spend half their time complaining about their kids and it's true <laughs> when people say they don't want kids everyone's like what it's like saying you don't like ice cream or something I mean I think it's kind of brilliant now that we can say if it's true I'm going to have to google this after this slot but I mean um, if it's true that children are like raising everybody's carbon footprint I think we should stop talking about cows farting on farms and actually look at people having five says children the, says the meat eater and uh, yeah failed vegetarian. vegetarian you're but a failed then, vegetarian failed buddy vegetarian. we are giving birth to the generation who are going to fix climate change well that's the pressure I'm putting on my two anyway God, yeah, no pressure I mean, then God help them I mean you know but whatever and I mean we can we can talk about the rights and wrongs of whatever it is till the cows come home but the reality of it is is that an individual relationship cows will come home one of the days <laughs> the crows will come to roost Barbara now farting away uh, <laughs> holds in the ozone layer. <laughs> Carry on. Um, the, 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 the decision to have children will always remain within the confines of, a, of, of an individual relationship, whether they can do so themselves without any external help or blah, blah, blah. That's still something that's happening with them. Everybody has opinions about everybody else. But in this instance, I think it's just safer for the sister to just back. I think we should out. also acknowledge that very often with close friends or with sisters who are quite close, when one of them forms a new relationship and, you know, that starts to kind of uh, put it, put a gap between them, whether it's friendship or whether it's sisters. And there's always that kind of slight waiting to see something that you consider to be negative going on, you know, because you're not entirely happy with the fact that now the sister who was always at your beck and call, a great babysitter, a great aunt, is now suddenly maybe not as interested yeah, as she used to be. she's more interested in because, composting. Yes, exactly. So there's possibly that's kind of under, underlying the people thing. People can evolve so. as well. You oh. know, it's like somebody going, oh, you, you like opera. Well, you used to like Kylie Minogue when you were 11. I mean, it's like, allow people to develop, you know, they're allowed. And by the way, I still like Kylie Minogue. <laughs> of course you do, you're gay. Yes. In relation to the hand-holding, Zara says, there are definitely couples out there who are doing it for show. I don't care what you say. I call them Instagram walkers. They do everything like Instagram they're modelling for a lifestyle catalogue. Oh. I've seen them too, Barbara. Have you? Yeah. I did go on a first date once and we drove from town to the south side to a restaurant and he was very much into public displays of affection at every red light there was a full on washing machine I was starting to dread the lights changing Ew. and I remember in the restaurant distinctly the staff kind of going check out over there I mean yeah. sometimes it just goes too far yeah but you know they still I, talk about that out in Dunleary I'm sure they probably <laughs> do <laughs> oh my god I still think of it every time oh right keep god. your thoughts coming into us 53106 we better take a break and when we come back we'll be discussing the husband who has become obsessed with sleeping on the couch and this is Claire McKenna in for Sean Moncrief this afternoon you can text the show 53106 it'll cost you 30 cent or you can email afternoon at newstalk.com and I'm joined in studio by Barbara Scully here Declan Buckley there and we are pretty much sorting out people's lives aren't we one problem at a time we can't do Britney though we're not good enough to get Britney sorted I think I'm obsessed with the Britney story so she's spoken in court now she wants her life back she wants her dad to back off what do you think Barbara um yeah I 
Yeah, I'm a bit behind the curve on this one. <laughs> no, you, so carry wa- on. Watch the documentary. It I think I really watched half of you. it. But I came in the middle of it. My kids were watching it and I came in. You're so mean. You, you <laughs> I knew breeze. you would know yeah, the you're answer so that mean. one. You just dropped me in it. Wait, I'll get you back. Well, uh, you just said a minute ago that parents need to back off and let their kids just make their own yeah, mistakes. But so, I, I mean, that's the same. I don't know if any of my kids were making the kind of money Britney would have to have been quite I'd be like, ah, no, seriously, it sounds awful. There's like a lot complicated thing, but it's, yeah. She was always vulnerable though, wasn't she? You know what I mean? she was open to that kind of manipulation by yeah but even vulnerable people should be given as much oh I agree control of their own kind of autonomy but I'm just saying she'd be she's you know I mean very often people who are bullied are bullied because they're easy to bully Mm. you know Um, and it it is a bit convenient that she does have a multi-million dollar bank account so you know anyway yeah but we've come so far even when you watch the documentary the kind of questions she was asked as a young teenager are you still a virgin all this side of things and the way she was followed by the paparazzi i hope that kind of thing starts to change because when you watch i think we all remember her with the shaved head and and, and the bashing and we were like oh my Mm. god britney's gone crazy and now we just don't talk mm. like that anymore now mm. we'd be like is Britney okay so mm. it does show you although how far you know come. when you think of Caroline Flack we're still not great at kind of um, somebody who is vulnerable we say it all in a hashtag there is yeah there is an element of kind of voyeur voyeurism with somebody who's having a kind of a public breakdown that's not helpful or if you or if you want to react against the system in some way we're not you know because we don't necessarily understand the system or recognise the, the problems in the system because obviously there's a gender issue in the music industry that's what that was about yeah. you look at you know we, we all grew up with you know pop starlets and it's all been these over sexualised yeah. women and you know rock stars are allowed to be all grungy and old but whereas the women all have to be yeah. like shares or Madonnas with you know the, all the works they just can't oh, that's all society. No, well, we really, can't fix I mean, the music industry, but let's try and fix this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My husband of 15 years took to sleeping occasionally on the couch about six months ago because of his bad back. He said he would disturb me otherwise with his tossing and turning, but his back has improved and he is still going to the couch at least three times a week. His excuses vary from coming in late, from drinking with friends, to feeling too hot, to wanting to turn the light on to read. I hate to be sensitive about this, but my mother always said that couples who sleep together stick together. I worry that I'm losing him and his intimacy. There is no evidence of an affair or anything like that. It's simply the bed situation. Any help appreciated. Well, what do you think, Dagan? Because we kind of said the holding hands or not holding hands isn't a red flag. But is it a red flag when they don't want to sleep beside you? Interestingly, I read something in uh, last week which said the complete opposite of this lady writer's um, mother's uh, opinion, which is that people who sleep together stick together. The, the the advice was, not the advice, the suggestion was that it's actually irrelevant. Obviously, it's, it's, it's correlation that does not equal causation is what I'm saying. It might be traditional that people go to sleep in the same bed and they sleep for the same hours and they get up and their marriage stays for many, many years. But those two things aren't connected. I think you can also be in a long standing successful marriage or relationship and have separate rooms. So I think in this instance, I mean, is there something wrong with the bed? Is his back in pain? Is there something he doesn't want to talk about? Or does he just need to be on his own to sleep? These are things that you can actually arrive at at a certain point in your relationship and you say, do you know what, this is just better for me and a night's sleep and I'm not going to be talking to you when I'm asleep. I'm not going to be, you know, engaging with you. You're saying that the one thing is the intimacy issue. It's that area of like, I can't remember who the famous person was, but famously there was, they had two um, bedrooms. Was it Cher? Both ends. Kylie. No, keep naming Madonna. No, keep going. (laughs) 
<laughs> but even no, in The Crown, you watch the Queen and, and Prince Philip yeah, and they just the say goodnight. And it's just so boring because it's not just down to intimacy as you imagine it with the physical act. It's the chat. It's the little chat. And ah, the yeah, little... but it's like when you've been married forever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, most couples, don't, Declan's right. Most couples, if you've been a, together for a long time, your, your, your circadian rhythms aren't completely matched to each other. Like you don't. It's unusual for couples both want to go to bed at the same time, both want to get up at the same time. Um, as you get older, all kinds of other things come into play. Um, and so that I read a study actually that in um, when I was looking this up earlier, that in America, I think they reckon about a quarter of couples sleep separately. Um, and it is no indicator, as Declan said, that your marriage is in trouble in any way. And there's a myriad of reasons why. Again, like so many of our problems, I think the problem here is, well, twofold. Uh, but mainly is that communication is that she doesn't really understand why and she's not mm, really buying exactly. his excuses. Yeah. And that's where the problem is. It is communication that will kill intimacy, not the fact that you're not sharing the one bed together. So I think it's a communication breakdown here and that she doesn't fully buy the excuses, inverted commas, that he's giving about he's coming in late. You know, he wants to be able to read some of those. I'd be a bit like, what? Um, so they need to have a conversation. She needs to sit down and she needs she also it sounds to me like she hasn't explained to him how much this is kind of hurting her and upsetting her and making her feel kind of closed out um, in -hmm. a certain way. So I think they need to have a conversation um, about why it is that he like, does she mind him coming in late if he's been out late and stinking of Guinness? Does she mind him? kind of climbing into bed and possibly disturbing her because if reading she doesn't, while she's already asleep. But I mean, reading shouldn't be a problem in fairness. I mean, you can buy lights that can be very directional down onto your book and you just have a pool of light which allows you to read but the room isn't all in brightness. So I think I'd call a bit of like baloney on that one. Yeah. Um. But his back may be an issue. People do get too hot. A lot of women going through menopause just feel I'd be much more comfortable in my own bed rather than sharing a bed with like a radiator beside you. Um... The other thing which I want to pick up on is that you mentioned it, Declan, is that much as I think mothers are wonderful and are very often right, uh, but they're very often wrong as well. And and things that you've been told by your mother that stick in your brain can be really unhelpful. And certainly uh, the mother, the, the mother <laughs> saying that couples who sleep together stick together. That's also. Yeah, we baloney. also said pray together, stay together. Yes, yeah, yeah. so that's all baloney. So she needs to get that out of her brain because that seems to be a big thing. And they really need to just have a chat about this. Uh, but I don't see it again as being something that is necessarily signaling that he's no longer interested. Um, I don't I don't I don't see that. I think I'd be sad. But is that just naivety? Well, no, because I think that we have that we're, we, it's like a lot of stuff in life where we're presented media versions of relationships, which is kind of like, uh, you know, George and Mildred in the bed together having that kind of chat. And then he kind of reaches over and she slaps him away. And that's presented to us as a kind or of they norm. sleep like wrapped around <laughs> each other. Who sleeps yeah, wrapped I mean, around each other? Me or two. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's all like, stop spooning. I don't want to spoon. <laughs> <laughs> only in the movies. I can't even. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or you're breathing on me. Turn the other way. Yeah. Why don't you breathe on me? Or, you know, the reality of it is, is that, you know, you snore, your husband can't deal with your snore and he wants to sleep on the couch downstairs. That's more likely to be the reality. Um, But, you know, it is, it is like Barbara says, though, understanding the actual reason. And this goes back to the handholding thing we talked about earlier on. Understanding the real reason why somebody feels something as opposed to imbuing it with their own interpretation of what it means is the root of the problem because unless you can actually 
hear it from somebody else's perspective, you're never going to understand really what they mean. And I think both of those problems suffer from the same problem. She feels that it means something that's not necessarily what he's doing it for. And she hasn't made any mention of the fact that their sex life has suffered as a result. So I'm assuming that it hasn't. And again, studies will say that it hasn't, that it doesn't. You know, the fact that 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 couples may decide to to sleep in separate beds. I'm still trying to think of this. There's a famous couple that have one room down the end of the corridor where she sleeps. He, it's not the Queen and Prince Philip, I hope. Uh, And that he has a room down the end and they have another room in the middle. And when they feel like it, they have a thing where they kind of, they invite each other into the copulating showmra, which is kind of like, if you have a big enough house, Barbara. <laughs> the copulating showmra. Very strange life. Was it, was it, um, um, and somebody rich, obviously. And yeah, weird. no, was it was Maybe it President Trump? Minnelli. You know, in the White House, I think they've separate bedrooms oh God, as well, don't I they? Hope not. No, and there's I a room have. in the middle, but I didn't think it was a, a copulating showmra. John in Cork has a theory. He says your man on the couch is glued to Pornhub. Simple as that. Oh God. Another right. says maybe she <laughs> snores. And in yeah. relation to the sister who changed her mind about having kids because it was better for the planet, that girl should tell her sister she's making a mistake by not having kids for that silly reason. It's her duty to point out when she's making her, her a mistake. Her sister will always thank her after she has had kids, but she'll never forgive her for being a coward and not saying anything. Mm. No, you no. I don't think. I no, think she needs to back off. No, that, no you no. can't do that. We no. all make mistakes and we all have yeah. to give it our mistakes. And, you know, people might give their advice. She's already done that. So job yeah. done. Step away from the microphone, sister. Yeah, unfortunately, climate change is not a silly reason anymore, is it? It's a serious, it's, it's serious. It's not Oh, silly. climate change is definitely very serious. Silly. Yeah, no, it is very serious. I, you know, again, like if some, if I was back at the, the starting line again and somebody said to me, you know, climate change, you shouldn't have any kids. I don't think... I think I'd no, because but that, that, that's kind of indicative of our attitude to the pro, that problem in general is that it's very hard for us to feel our micro actions have a have an impact on a on a global level. Well, but some of us don't eat meat for you know yeah, very sound ecological yeah. reasons. Very sound. Yeah. And don't worry, my two kids are going to sort it all out. Um, Helen and Bowen and Carter and Tim Burton lived in two houses side by side with interconnecting doors. Are they your people with the copulating showmra? I don't know. I don't because they were in separate houses. Yeah. You're thinking no, because it doesn't seem there was definitely a gesture where they, it was kind of like a gesture. We, yeah, there was a there was a, there a was gesture. A, they gestured to each other, not gestured to each other. I was really thinking, where are you now? Yeah, in the Middle Ages somewhere. This no, is something they, maybe. They put their keys into a thing, whatever. I don't know. That's a different thing altogether. <laughs> well, we will have to leave it <laughs> there <laughs> until we meet again in the copulating showmrap. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Scully, thank Adek you, and Buckley, thank you very, very much. When we come back after the break, we're going to be talking about how keeping time means holding the power. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.